Welcome to the Good News and You podcast, where our hope is that through studying God's Word, we can help lead you into a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Good News and You. Uh, it's been definitely been a while, but Jacob Chandler back with you, and uh, the normal normal voice you hear on the other side of the microphone is Tyler Keenum. But um, Tyler Keenum is. Um, Due to life circumstances, I, I really am going to miss him on the Good News and You podcast, and maybe at times we can get him back, but life circumstances have just made it almost uh, impossible for us to record together. Uh, but how, however, um, God has opened a new door uh, for me and the Good News and You podcast and the vision that I've always had for it, and that is that uh, with the birth of my son, I get to see my father-in-law, Douglas Brown, a little bit more, and um, so praying through it and talking about it. Um, Doug and I have decided to continue this podcast with him as my new co-host. So, um, Doug, I'm, I'm excited to have you. Well, I'm excited to be here, too, and you better be bringing that grandson around. Oh, I definitely will be. Uh, we, we, I think we've been here more than now than we ever have, but uh, make the hour drive over here to see you. But um, that's that's an hour is, is nothing compared to what... Um, for you to get to see your grandson and yeah, everybody in the family get to, you know. We're loving it. And and to be honest with y'all, uh, this is something, as far as talking scripture, that Jacob and I do on a regular basis. Right. We just haven't been recording it. So I'm very excited to be here with you, Jacob. That's right. I've, I've known Doug for um, uh, over eight years now, and, and that's something we've always done ever since we met. So, um, and so I just want to give you a little before we... You know, begin. I want to give our listeners a little um, introduction of Doug, and I want to give them a little introduction of what's been going on with me uh, in my life since uh, the last time that we um, recorded. So, um, so Doug has got 25 plus years of ministry experience, youth pastoring, beginning like most of us do, uh, and then pastoring, uh, pastoring one church. Uh, First Baptist Petersburg, Tennessee, for 13 years. That's and, right. And so, you know, um, and then he is currently an instructor at the University of North Alabama in Florence, Alabama, uh, teaching social work. Uh, and that's, that's what that's what he does also um, by trade. He has a master's in social work, and that's what that's what his job is. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Doug. Let well, our listeners I, get to know you. I am a licensed social worker. And uh, I would say my expertise is in marriage and family. Um, spend a lot of my time working, trying to help families stay together and grow. Uh, I've been really excited that uh, God has opened a door for me to teach at UNA, and um, I'm getting a, a lot of enjoyment from working with these yeah. young students. And uh, but I'm glad to be here talking about the Bible and not social work today. Right. Well, I'm, I'm excited about this. I'm excited about this new journey. And as Doug mentioned about family and marriage, that's something that we both have a heart for. Uh, that's something we've talked about in the living room as well. And so you'll be hearing some, some marriage and family podcasts coming soon. Um, so um, just to give you a little overview of what's been going on with me since the last time that we recorded a Good News and You podcast episode, uh, and, and I mentioned in one of the episodes uh, at, my wife was pregnant. My wife, Rebecca, uh, was pregnant um, at about 24 weeks. We found out that it was about a 99% chance that um, our son would have Down syndrome. And, you know, we went through uh, the highs and lows of the emotions, 
um, up on the mountain, down in the valley, um, just the roller coaster of emotions that uh, some of you know that, some of you have been through the same thing, uh, some of you don't really understand, but um, just the emotions that come with, with hearing that, and we found that out at 24 weeks. You know, Jacob, as grandparents, it was difficult to, but right. you know, I can't, you need to meet Silas. He's just an incredible right. young man, and God has, I just know God has a purpose and a plan for Silas, and but I tell you, a scripture that's really come to life for me since Silas' birth is that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he's fearfully and wonderfully made. That's right. And that God had intention in what he was doing in Silas's life. And so I just know that God is going to use him in a powerful way, and he's going to bring God glory and that's ever. and that's his plan and purpose for it. That's, that's right. right. To bring and that's God glory. and that's um and that's something that we can't lose sight of. And that that's what our we're gonna we're gonna hit on that in just a minute, our topic um of not losing sight, not getting distracted from what God wants us to do uh, by many things that we can get distracted with in our life. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in just a minute. But as Doug mentioned, uh Silas was born uh July twenty ninth of twenty nineteen. Uh he was born seven pounds and uh, Silas Aaron Chandler, uh, he was indeed born with the diagnosis of Down syndrome, and uh, also that brought some some other health issues as well. He had surgery um, at two days old. He's got some surgeries coming up. He's got to have about two more surgeries uh, to correct some things, some colon issues, and so um, he spent the first eight days of his life in the NICU. Uh, and that was a tough time as well as a parent, uh, a new parent, uh, never never had a child before. Uh, and so, you know, we spent that time. But now, um, as we record this, he's a little over 10 weeks old, and, and he's doing well, and he's uh, growing, and he's, and he's, he's ex- awesome. And he's exceeding expectations, and he's <laughs> awesome. He's he's extra awesome. Uh, you, I'm, you know, I'm biased, though, you know, so. Well, I, I'm not. I'm just yeah. the granddad. <laughs> <laughs> but, Jacob, you know... God has already used That's this, right. this little baby. I mean, we can sit here and talk. All, we can make a whole podcast about well, how God we, has already used him. We may end up doing that today. <laughs> but he, I guess, Jacob, what I'm sharing with you, and we've talked about this before. In those two days, God taught me so much through Silas. All right. And what he taught me is that he is faithful. That's right. And even when things don't turn out the way we wanted to, you know, we kind of had embraced the Down syndrome. Right. And then when the doctor walked in and told us there were some other issues, yeah. it would have been very easy. And, and you know, we struggled. I'm not, I know, can't oh, say yeah. we didn't. But, you know, I, it was exciting to me to watch you and Rebecca because yeah. God was teaching me through watching you and Rebecca too how you right. trusted him. But it would have been a real convenient time to get distracted that's right and to even become angry that's right but i learned that my god is faithful amen and uh, this little 10 week old baby is teaching me that's right god's using him already and 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 that does that that segues us into what our the topic is today distracted faith you know um I'll be honest with you. you. You said that you learned from me, and you, 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 Rebecca and I watching us, and and that it, you said it would have been easy to get distracted. And I'll be honest with you, we do get distracted. 
Uh, and that's, that's one of the things. There are many ways in the Christian walk that we can get distracted from what God wants us to do in our life. And one of the ways is we can get distracted by the circumstances in our life. You may have um, a loved one pass away, a young loved one. Uh, you may have um, a, the diagnosis of, of breast cancer or cancer, the, the ugly C word that we hear so much in our world. You may have anything like that. And, and you can get so distracted about, well, what are we going to do about this? How can we fix this? And with, with, um, with Silas, it's how, how, can we, how can we help him develop, developmentally? As a, as a baby with Down syndrome, we want to give him, as his parents, the best um, possible way. And we get so caught up in wanting to do therapy, and those are all good things, and wanting to make sure his health is good and, and and I, I had to take a step back about a week and a half ago, and I had to say, you know, God wants to use Silas, and he already has, but I'm so distracted by Down syndrome, <laughs> and I'm so distracted by a colostomy bag that he has, yeah. and by a surgery coming up, that I forget that our God is faithful, that I forget that God wants to use us. Jacob, there was... Uh... An evangelism evangelist that really stuck out to me when I was younger and when I was in youth ministry, he spoke several times at the Tennessee Baptist Youth Evangelism Conference, and his name was David Ring. And David Ring had cerebral palsy, and there he was at the Youth Evangelism Conference speaking to 20,000 yeah. young people, and every one of them on the edge of their seat listening I remember he would say this, I have cerebral palsy, and God uses me. Wow. What, what's your problem? Oh, that's right. Wow. And, and that's so true. You know, and we do, we just get, we get so distracted, and we let those things um, bring us down and bring us away from what God wants to do. Um, and, and we know that, he, that Silas is fearfully and wonderfully made, and we know that God has a plan and a purpose, and the, the devil is what wants to distract us by saying, hey, your son has Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I'm, I've always been candid. I've always been real. I've always been real on, on this podcast as well. One of the hardest things for me that the devil uses to distract is uh, this is my first child. Uh, I have nephews. I have um, nieces. But I, but I have a nephew named Lincoln who was my first nephew. He was the first uh, baby of all my siblings and love Lincoln to death, and he's six years old now, and just um, he's just awesome. Love Lincoln to death, but watching Lincoln grow up and play football and and throw around the ball and teach him play baseball and things like that, you know, the devil is has tried to use this in my life that this is my mm -hmm. son, and he'll never do things like that. But Jacob. He's going to do things. Oh, he will. I know. And you're going to be so amazed. That's I'm right. going to be amazed. And I'm so excited. I can't wait to see. I was reminded as you were talking, in John chapter 9, it talks about Jesus. As he, as he passed along the way, he saw a man born blind. Mm. And the disciples asked Jesus, and this is another way we can get distracted. That's right. They asked him, who sinned, this man or his father, that he would be born blind? And Jesus said, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but this is that the glory of God might be revealed. 
And, you know, it's so hard when things don't go our way or don't turn out the way we think they should. Or, or like you said, we get a diagnosis. We, um, things don't work the way we think they should. We get distracted. And sometimes we get angry with God. That's right. But I also remember that the Pharisees came to the man who had been, Jesus healed him and gave him sight. And the Pharisees came to him later and it asked him, about this devil. That's what they called Jesus. And I love what the blind man said. He said, I don't know what you know about him. All I know is I was blind, but now I see. Wow. Boy, that's glory. Man, what a, what a, what a sermon right there. You could, you could preach that. Yeah, I I can, I can keep going there, Jacob. I mean, what a, what a sermon. And, And you know, Doug, that's, I'm glad you brought that up because that's something that I had, um, that I had, failed to mention you know when when we got that diagnosis and we were so so um caught up in the circumstance and we and we did ask god why uh i personally asked god why and and he he came to me and god god showed me that scripture in john Hmm. and said and, and you know it's real and i know that that moms and dads that we've talked to um and it's really a mom thing to be honest uh, and we don't always understand that. Uh, maybe we can get some moms on the podcast to talk <laughs> with us. But, you know, we don't always understand that when we when there's a diagnosis of something like that, a lot of times a mom will say, what did she do wrong <laughs> to make that? And I know Rebecca struggled with that, right. and she won't mind me telling that. Um, but, but God revealed to us it's nothing that you did wrong. But it's that the glory of God yes. may be shown through silence. I mean, what a what a wonderful story. And one day... Somebody may say, why do you have Down syndrome? You know, why Jake, are you the way you are? Jacob, I have been in ministry since I was 16 years old, and I'm, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm 55 years old now. <laughs> so when Jacob says 25-plus years, there's a couple of pluses after that. <laughs> but I want to tell you, Jacob, God is going to open doors and create opportunities, and God is going to be able to use Silas in ways with all the gifts that you and I may have we can't reach some people that Silas will be able to reach that's right that's right and that that makes me think of uh, one of the things we've been talking about in preparation for this is the story of Lazarus's death and, and I'll just pick up we know that we know what happens Lazarus dies and they they come and they say that the that he's dying and the the disciples are like hey Jesus, Lazarus is dead. We've got to go. And Jesus is like, wait, wait. And they keep saying, like, let's go. And he's like, wait. And then his disciples said in verse 12 of John chapter 11, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought he was speaking about his rest and sleep. So he was talk- Jesus said he's, he's asleep. He's gone. And they're like, no, but he'll get, he'll get better. And then Jesus said plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I love this. I am glad for your sakes Mm -hmm. that I was not there. That's right. That you may believe. Mm -hmm. And then we skip down, and and Jesus goes, and Martha, as soon as she heard him, she comes running. We're going to talk about Martha and Mary again Mm -hmm. here in a minute. But she goes running, and Mary stayed at the house. Martha goes, and she says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother Mm -hmm. would not have died. See, Martha was caught up in circumstance. She was. Now, I know, I know that the other side of the story is that she trusted Jesus that much, that if she knew if he just would have been there, 
that it wouldn't have happened. But she and, couldn't see past the circumstance. She, she couldn't pe- see past the death of her mm-hmm. brother. And I, I wouldn't be able to either. And sometimes we can't see past the circumstance of our life. Look down at verse 25, Jacob. But verse 25, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? I like and, the, I'm sorry to interrupt. Well, I'm not so. You know I'm going to interrupt. <laughs> I like the King James. It says, believest thou this? And Jacob, that's the key. That's right. Do you believe? You know, we talk. We talk, I believe this, I believe that. But the truth of the matter it is, is when it comes to these circumstances that don't go the way I think they should, believest thou this? That's right. And, and do you believe that Jesus is enough? Mm-hmm. Do you believe that he's yeah. sufficient? Because, see, right here what we're talking about is that we're talking about the death of her brother. Mm-hmm. And, and she says, I know that I will rise again on the last day. He <laughs> says, your brother will rise. She said, yeah, I know. I know about the resurrection and all that stuff. I know that you've told me about that. And then Jesus, so we're talking about death. And Jesus' answer is, I am the resurrection. Mm-hmm. See, Jesus has an answer for every circumstance. And, he, and, he, and he's saying, can you trust me enough even though everything about this circumstance speaks of death, can you trust me enough? And, and and that's the thing. Can you trust him? You know, God God brought um, in in my life. Rebecca and I got married in November of 2015, and you know all the circumstances right before had all kind of stuff going on right before we got married in Mm -hmm. in my own life. I had to buy a new car. I didn't have the money to buy a new car. And we get married, and we have to move out of our house in 30 days in February after November marriage. And we didn't know where we were going to go. And I was so caught up in circumstance. And God asked me, I mean, God plainly asked me in my quiet time with Him, if you're living on the side of the road, in a cardboard box, am I still enough for you? Mm. And I challenge you to ask yourself that today. No matter what your circumstance is, is He enough? Do you believe Mm -hmm. that He's sufficient for your circumstance? See, here He was the resurrection. For you, it may be that that diagnosis, and for you, He's the cure. And see, sometimes we get caught up in cure and 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 healing and mm-hmm. and all these yeah. things on this side but but sometimes God chooses to heal and and just let him go to glory. He heals in other ways sometimes. Jacob I'm reminded of a couple of Old Testament stories that kind of relate um to trusting. One is Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. They were threatened with the fiery furnace. Yep. And they told the king our God is able to deliver us. And here are three words I just love. But if not, but if not, we will not bow down. That's right. Now that's faith. That's trust. And I'm also reminded of Job. Job lost everything. And Job, when he was told to curse God, he said this, The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's right. Boy, that's the kind of faith I want. I want to be able to trust God like that. 
and and don't forget what else Job said. The wonderful Nicole C. Mullen song mm-hmm. came out of yeah, it. Oh yes. I don't know anything else. I I don't know why I've went through what I've gone through, but one thing I know, my Redeemer lives. Amen. What a wonderful verse that Job teaches us. You need and to hear your mother-in-law sing that. That's a that's a wonderful <laughs> song, and I know she can sing. So. So, so we can get caught up in circumstance, but the thing we need to ask ourselves is Jesus enough for our circumstance? Is He sufficient for for whatever you're going through? And I pray that you would you would believe that He's enough for you. Another way, Doug, that we can we can get um, distracted in our faith is we can get distracted by sin. Mm-hmm. We we can get caught up in in flesh and in sin, and we can do that before we even know it. Jacob, I have a old Bible that's falling apart. My mom and dad gave it to me one Christmas, and it was the first Bible I used when I started ministry, the first Bible I used to preach from. And inside the cover of that box, of uh, that Bible, are these words. This book will keep you from sin, and sin will keep you from this book. Wow. That was something that my the first pastor I served under said, and I wrote that in the cover of my Bible, and it's it's so true. That's right. When we get caught up in the things of this world, and, and Satan knows what buttons to push. He knows those sins that so easily beset us, and he will set us up because he knows if he can get a if he can get his foot in the door, he can slam it down, and it will impact our walk with Christ. And we'll get distracted. And that's right. And 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 we do that before we even know it. Sin's a gradual oh, yeah. slope. It's it's a you, you know, don't just come to a cliff and fall that, off. That's right. And you know that's it's it's like uh, one of my favorite one of my favorite books is O. S. Hawkins' mm-hmm. Moral Earthquakes and Secret Faults. Um, I, I like that like that book. It's not a very well known book, but it, it and he talks about the secret faults. He talks about Samson. Uh, with Delilah and just the the little things that he did throughout that were just cracks mm-hmm. and and faults just like an earthquake and then all of a sudden all those those faults and cracks and fault lines come together and, and there's a huge giant earthquake and some of you know that some of you know ministers who have had moral faults and and secret faults and then one big moral earthquake comes and and they're on the news and in the newspaper and so but sin is it's a gradual slope and it can very easily distract us from our walk with christ another old testament story jacob Uh, david was a man after god's own heart and this has really spoke to me and yet david finds himself this man after god's own heart walking on the roof And he sees a beautiful woman bathing. Let me pause you real quick. First off, he should never have been on the roof. He, he was a king, and he should have been in battle right. where God had called him to be. He was not where God wanted him to be as a man and a king. So you can finish that. That's uh, a whole other well, sermon. Well, it is, but no, it relates to this because he wasn't where he was supposed to be because he was distracted. That's right. And because he was just, it's kind of a two-edged sword. Because he's distracted, he's more open. To sin, and sin as he steps into it, 
brings him further away from the Lord. Distracts him even more. Yes. When I think about David and Bathsheba, we're going to see things that can become temptations to us. But he had a moment, Mm -hmm. an opportunity to step away from that. But instead, because he was distracted, he opens the door and in comes Bathsheba. And his life just goes into turmoil. And and it spirals and it keeps going and it keeps going. But Jacob, if it can happen to a man after God's own heart, it can happen to you and me also. That's right. So we have to stand stand fast. I'm I'm reminded of uh, one of my favorite verses when Jesus uh, goes um, to the disciples that are asleep in the garden. And he says, watch and pray. Mm -hmm. I'm reminded. For the Spirit is willing. And the flesh is, is weak. weak. Amen. Watch and pray. That that would be. I'm about to ask you, and you, you're about to give me another verse, and and but I'm going to ask you to answer this question when you're done. But that my as as a Christian, and and I, I don't claim to know everything. I don't I don't know. Um, I don't have it all down pat. I'm not saying that. But to encourage our listeners, my challenge to them, if they're if they're caught up in sin and distracted by sin, is to watch and pray, mm. lest the because the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So I want you, after you give me a verse, I want you to you to give me your challenge to a listener who is caught up in sin and distracted by sin and just can't can't break the chains of sin in their life and they're not following God and they're not where they need to be. Well, let's go there first. When we're caught up in sin, when we're distracted, when we've stepped away from the things of the Lord, I think the first thing, I like the watching pray. I don't think it gets any better than that, Jacob, because Jesus obviously was correct. Right. The flesh is weak. <laughs> That's right. It's If a man after God's own heart, mm. a man after God's own heart, it can happen to anybody. Watch and pray. We've got to turn. We've got to to look to God. So I want to challenge us. Let's go to our knees. Let's get in the Word. And let's see what God can do. Because I believe God can take difficult situations. I believe God can take those situations, Jacob, that speak of defeat those situations that speak of death. And God can take those situations when we find ourselves enslaved to sin. And God can bring healing because it's a gracious God, a loving God. And I believe we need, as the old song says, to turn our eyes upon Jesus. That's right. Amen. So, that that's that's our sin distracting challenge we can get distracted by circumstances we can get distracted by sin and we can also mary and martha teach us another one we can get distracted by serving we can get distracted by teaching sunday school (laughs) uh you know uh in luke luke chapter 10 uh beginning in verse 38 it says now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named martha welcomed him into her house And she had a sister called Mary who sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted 
with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Mm. We can get caught up in in serving the church and the church work. You know the cliche, we can get caught up in, in doing church work and not doing the work of the church. Um, and, and, you know, you and I, Doug, have talked about this, um, both being in ministry. Sometimes we can get caught up in preparing for a sermon, uh, preparing for a Sunday message or a, or a Wednesday night youth message. Um, and in my own life, it, being in school for uh, ministry, I can get caught up in academically studying the Word and get distracted by by doing all the, the serving things and forget to have my own personal devotion, quiet time with God. Boy, that's a nail on the head. I think it's the easiest way to get distracted is to be distracted distracted by doing things that are good. That's right. In my years of ministry, when I, when I was a young pastor, Jacob, I would have these very elaborate outlines, and I would have researched all the commentaries. I would have read all the different translations. I would have done the study, and boy, I would be just prepared. Yeah. But you know what I learned through the years is that I was not near as prepared when I was a young pastor as I was an older pastor when my study time was more was spent more not so much in commentaries but in time in the word yeah. not just compare, doing word studies and comparing translations but allowing God to grip my heart but the greatest struggle I've faced in my life Jacob has been being a minister and being serving others to the point that I was just studying and I wasn't being fed. And there's a difference. There's a great verse here that I shared with you earlier today. It's, uh, it's by Timothy and it's in first Timothy chapter six. As a matter of fact, this is how Timothy closes out his first letter or Paul closes out his letter to Timothy, excuse me. He says, Oh, Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to you, avoiding worldly and empty chatter and the opposing arguments of what is falsely called knowledge, which some have professed and thus gone astray from the faith. They got distracted. That's right. And then Paul closes, Timothy, grace be with you. I love that. But I tell you, Jacob, it's easy to get distracted in our service. And we've got to guard what God has entrusted to us. And we've got to avoid the worldly chatter. Mm. That's a big thing right there. And stay focused. That's right. And and, and I'll just, we'll, I'll close out with this. I'll, I'll put an exclamation point on it. Um I would challenge you to not get caught up in serving. Um, serve the church. Do what God's called you to do. Exercise your spiritual gifts that God's given you to 
um, to help the local body of the church because that's what God's put you there for. But don't get so caught up and don't make your service your salvation. You better get that right. You you better not make your service your salvation. Mm-hmm. Doug, Doug, I knew um, I know several deacons who came to know the Lord after they had been chairman of the deacons before. And yeah. uh, there were three deacons. I've told right. you that story about our church that came at, at various ages, all older than, I would say, 50. If they hear this, they might get mad at me for saying how old they were. But all older than probably 50 years old, all came and said, you know, I've been serving as a deacon. I've been chairman of the deacons. I've been this. But I've been playing church all these years been Sunday school teachers at times I've been playing church all these years and I need to get this right my service has been my salvation and I haven't been saved Mm. and they got saved and we baptized them and so don't make your service your salvation that's not what saves you no not doing good things but when you get salvation serve serve your church faithfully but don't make that your salvation I got a just a final thought here, Jacob, and I'll let you close. It's an old cliche that you've heard preachers say for years that Christianity is not a religion, but a relationship. That's right. Back when I was your age, in the Stone Age, <laughs> contemporary I Christian music was just kind of getting started. And I don't even remember who it was, but there was a young singer who had a had a song that said I'm not religious I just love the Lord yeah that's what keeps us from getting distracted that's right love the Lord with all your heart that's right that's right well I'm not I mean there's nothing else to close with that that's a that's a good exclamation point on our podcast and um I've had an I've had a wonderful time uh doing this like you said we always do this in the living room and this has been awesome just to share this with with our good news and you listeners and and man i'm excited about what god's going to do through this podcast i I know he's going to work through it and and that's our vision and that's our hope that we would just come alongside you as a believer and help you in your walk with jesus just to study the scriptures deeper and so doug i appreciate you being here it's good to be here Uh, and i'm excited about this new journey for us me too so y'all tune in for the next episode